This is Thanks Tim and Sarah. Up. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you all are in North Carolina. Yep. Mayberry. Mayberry. Um, so do you, are you tired of it yet? Um, it kind of died off a little bit. Yeah, it's not not as big a deal, I guess, as it used to be. And then people come visit, you know, and you kind of make a big deal out of it again. And then you take them, show them everything, and you probably kind of rediscover things, and then you're done. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it goes. We can relate. <laughs> yeah, same for us here. Yeah. We can relate. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's... It was like... Here. Say that again, Sarah. It was a lot like that when we first moved here, especially. Mm-hmm. But it's died down. People quit, people quit coming to see us. We're all new. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a lot of promises <laughs> and a lot of, uh, yeah, we're going to come see you. And it doesn't always happen, but that's all right. We still get to talk to friends uh, on Zoom and such. So thanks for being with us today. Uh, okay, we're good? We're good. We're good. Let's get started. Hold on. Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Lighthearted, family friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your pizza's ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. So we do it right there. That's a professional intro. Uh, yeah, that's how we do it. Uh, I like the intro myself. It, it does kind of wear on you, but a lot of people have said that they like it. So we're going to keep it for now. But uh, it's good to have you with us today. Trista, how long have you known Sarah? Um, since I was 10-ish. So yeah, I was eleven. I think. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, if I say you now, everybody's gonna know my age. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Twenty-five plus years. <laughs> yeah, Tim, how how long have we known each other? Mm, early teens, probably probably younger than that. Actually, first time we met. Yeah, first time we met was at, at Camp uh, Victory. Yeah, I remember you had you had oh, like a, the same age. yeah you had a like a skater haircut. What's that? I have a different for it, but whatever. Yeah, it was parted down the middle, and it came over yeah. on the sides. Uh, yeah. yeah, him yeah, and 90s. JC. Nineties. <laughs> Fun. Great. That was straight up nineties. That yeah. was when Tim didn't remember me. That's right. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, how long y'all been married? Well, on 18 years. And what do you do for a living, both of you? Um, I am a pastor. and uh, So you do nothing? Like, Basically, you just sit around <laughs> until Sunday? <laughs> I only work on the weekend. <laughs> the rest of the time, we just hang out and do whatever. Right. Right. Sarah, what do you do, what do, you do Sarah? I sell makeup. 
and I do other things too. I'm a sourdough bread. That's better. I heard all of that. Which company? Which company do you sell makeup for? It's called Saint, spelled S E I N T. S E I N T. It's a new journey, and so it's taken off a little on the slower side, which is exactly what I wanted. I was a little stressed with the last gig. What do you like about having these side jobs? Because but let me preface this. I grew up in a large family. We always needed money, so that's like real. Uh, so what is it for you? Do you actually enjoy it? Do you like the free makeup or the income? Well, with the past job, it was definitely the makeup in the beginning, but it became the income, which was super nice. And my goal was to get to remodel my kitchen and that happened. So then it became so big kind of that I just got a little stressed. Um, so then it was kind of like, um, I really enjoyed that extra income that I didn't have to bother Tim with for all the things I wanted for my house. You know what I'm saying? Little extra. Uh, I was waiting for Tim to say, it was no bother. I didn't mind it. Right. <laughs> right. It was very nice. It was very nice. So I'm hoping to do that again with this. What, um, what do you think you're up to? Because I know, let's just preface for everybody, you bought an old farmhouse. Yes, we did. How, 1890s. 1890s? That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Are, is it haunted? Yeah. <laughs> Not that we know of. Okay. Not with Everybody you living there. The past family all still lived here around us, so we've heard the story. Did anybody die in it, or was anybody born in it? Births or deaths? We haven't heard of any deaths. Definitely births. Definitely births, yes. Interesting. Well, that's exciting. And so then you wanted to renovate it, and you're you're uh, redoing the kitchen. We've seen pictures of that. Uh, how much would you say that your renovations cost? Because I know you're very is frugal the right word, Trista. Frugal. Frugal. Yeah. You're very frugal. Yeah. And so, how, how what are you up to, Sarah? Like, what is uh, what have you saved the family? How much did it cost us? Honestly, we we stayed around. Five thousand. Yeah, yeah, I would say wow. roughly five thousand. Um, we tried to save up a little bit before we got started. We did a lot of the work, basically all of the work ourselves. Um, you know, tearing everything out, replacing cabinets, electrical work, flooring, um, all that kind of stuff. We did ourselves on our own time schedule. And so there was, you know, some initial cost, but we kind of paid for things as we went. Um, we lived for a little while with basically no cabinets until we had saved some money to buy them. So, you know, I mean, it was definitely cuts down on the cost. And, you know, as long as you don't mind living in that for a little while, you can definitely save some money. And that's what basically um, Sarah's job paid for. Is all of that? That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and the, the, Lowe's, the Lowe's card helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do all of it. But Sarah had a lot of unexpected medical bills in 2020 that she didn't know was coming, and the Lord knew, and it paid for that. So that was a blessing. Don't you love those things? 
Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, just for people, just for people who are listening, they obviously you're a pastor, but I do think it's fascinating in your church that when you came in, we we are not. You understand that we're not trying to praise you in this, um, but the way the way the Lord has used you in this church and in this community, you came to this church and there was, correct me if I'm wrong, four or five people in this church. Tell me, I'm tell me where I'm at. Yeah, when we first got here, it was basically down to less than ten, and uh, there was basically five or six regular attenders. Uh, so when we came, there was five of us. And we doubled the attendance That's my first Sunday. That's what I tell everybody. And that was, I think, if Sunday, I remember right, it was one. <laughs> it was one man uh, and the yeah. rest women. Yes, yeah, they were all all retired, and there was basically one man and his wife, and then a couple of widow ladies. And uh, so we were we were the youngest by far. And now, how's the membership going? Now, uh, what are you up to now? Uh, yeah, of course, you know, with everything going on this past year, uh, it's kind of getting right back uh, where it was before. And so I think we had a uh, little over 100 this past Sunday in our uh, in our services. So it's definitely kind of went through that stage, obviously, with everything going on in 2020. But um, we're, we're back up to where we uh, kind of getting full in the building again and good crap there. So good excitement going on. That is exciting. I, I love that story. I love to see churches growing. It's so, it can be very depressing in our country right now with churches on the decline. Um, even before the coronavirus, yeah. churches have been very stagnant in their growth and the things that have grown them have been largely um, gimmicks. You know, gimmicks have grown churches a lot of times. And so it's grow so it was. It's always been fun to follow what the Lord's doing in that church and how it's growing it. So that's just awesome. I love that story. Trista, you cold, honey? I'm cold. Praise the Lord. We just got an air conditioner. We got yeah. one cold house, wow. one cold room Ooh. in the house. One air conditioner. We did a cold spell. We heard you got. Did you get some snow? That one. Yeah. That's messed up. No, we didn't. No snow, but we got down into the uh, high twenties overnight last night. That's cuddling weather right there. So you've been married 18 years. You have yeah. three children. How? What does that mean? Because Abby, your oldest, is 14, 15? Um, That's Clayton's age. 16. 16. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so you all were married for two years and had Abby. I remember Abby when she was born. No. She'll, no. Be, she'll be 17 in August. <gasps> we were married... For five months, and found out we had were expecting her. Hey, we beat you. We were only married four months. <laughs> Fun times. So, I've I've been kind of not wanting to get to this subject, but then again, I think it's where we need to be. Okay. So recently. And I've been trying to get around to this subject with you guys and everything else has just been kind of us catching up as friends. But what I really want to talk to you guys about is something that I feel like and Trista feels like it too, seems to be another type of pandemic. We have the coronavirus going on right now, but there seems to be another type of pandemic uh, hitting um, 
the world today. Now, I'm going to say the world. I think we could also say uh, the Christian world, but I think it's outside of Christendom as well. Um, but even Christians are not immune to this thing that's happening, this this another type of pandemic of sorts. And it's on the subject of anxiety. Um, I don't know if, if depression and anxiety are the same thing, and you might be able to define that better. But on this idea of anxiety, I've me and Trista have recently been in touch with people and have learned that a lot of people are ex- experiencing this. And of course, I'm just prefacing all this to give you guys some time. But uh, something that we have not understood. And uh, as we talk to more friends right. of ours, we're learning a lot about it and what they're going through. So it's something that I know, uh, Sarah, you've gone through and I want to hear your story about how this thing happened in your life and maybe somebody out there is listening that can get some encouragement from this but that's really where i wanted to get to today and it's not going to be as fun and funny as normal probably but that's okay i think this is an important yeah. conversation to have um but sarah when when yeah. did this start and maybe you can describe what happened to you um well it was kind of odd how it all started because it was back when um, all the pandemic stuff first started and it really, to me, when I'm even looking back, I don't really feel like it had anything to do with that, but I guess it was part of the underlining of it because um, it was back when, you know, we weren't going anywhere, things weren't going, nobody knew what was happening, but the only thing we did know is that we were seeing stories on Facebook, if you will, which is a whole other story of how it can cause stress that you don't realize. But just, you know, hearing stories of other people going through things and you didn't really even know them, but it was such and such a friend, then they felt bad. And then you, you would almost, well, not you, but me, I would almost take on that burden and fear for them. And I didn't even really know who they were. So a lot of that, I feel like, started from then. And then we were here at the house and I just started feeling really bad, had a lot of pressure on my chest. Um, kind of felt like I had an elephant sitting there. So long story short with that, when I ended up calling a lady for the bars, that was a nurse and she came over and checked everything out, found out the blood pressure was really high. That sent me to the emergency room. And then um, from there, it was just a process of medical examination to try to figure out why I had high blood pressure. So the anxiety thing hadn't even really come into into play yet. I didn't even know, I'll just be honest with you, I didn't even really know what that was. Um, I never had panic attacks, I'd never had depression, I had never had what you would consider anxiety, at least I didn't think I did, and um, when people would say they had anxiety, I would just look at it as, well, that's something you just need to get over, and it'll be fine, you know, just, you just need to go along with the Lord and get right with God, you know, I mean, just the, just the way that we always grew up hearing about, it was just something I didn't know a lot about. And I'd never experienced it. So that wasn't even in the picture in the beginning. So throughout the summer last year, we did several series of tests of um, the heart. They checked my heart. They checked everything. And every time I would come back, everything was fine. Everything was good with the arteries. Everything was good except I had high blood pressure. So fast forward to the end of this year, basically, and I I would get better, then I'd get worse, and I would have what would be these panic attacks now looking back, and I would not really be able to pinpoint. So if Tim would ask me, what is wrong with you? I couldn't necessarily say this and this and this. There was no answer as far as to what it was. 
Um, I was very fearful of my blood pressure being high. I know that kind of controlled a lot of it as well. And then I was afraid I was going to have a heart attack. You know, you'd have these people that would say, your blood pressure was so high, I'm surprised you didn't have a stroke. You may have had one. You know, so you would have all these things, and I think all of that would build up, and then I couldn't relax. So, but um, it would, I started having the panic attacks at night to where I couldn't breathe, and um, it, there was just no explanation for calming down or anything like that. Um, and it was just a fear beyond, beyond belief. And so, really, throughout all of these times, my, my walk with the Lord got closer, and I don't, we can sit here and debate about why I did what I did, but I do know that the Lord allowed it to happen and brought it to surface, and that may have been his way of showing me that I needed to learn some things from him the hard way. I think we all go through those in our, our lifetime. We all go through those deep valleys, and um, I feel like maybe that's where I was at. I was at a pretty low, po- low place um, mentally, and I just was like, I don't understand this, you know, and all those things, but the Lord really taught me a lot through his word and through the Bible. And I had to come to the place where, um, I've learned so much through it and I'm still learning that it was, you know, a lot of anxiety. Yes. But that anxiety and that fear were not coming from him. And I was allowing those emotions and the devil to run on that. So I, I had to get to a place where he was, the Lord was my, was it. And he even showed me through that, that Tim was here, but what if him wasn't the next day? And so I had to get through that anxiety of, you know, the Lord may take him and I'm still going to have to depend upon God, you know? And there was, so there was that battle. I mean, it was just constant. Yeah. So it was just, um, finally in January, they, we kind of came to the point that it was the anxiety. We were able to pinpoint it. And the reason we found that out was because, um, sitting in the, in the doctor's office and anytime I go to the doctor's office, I would get, very nervous. It was just this whole medical thing. It was so weird. My blood pressure would be really, really high on medicine in the doctor's office. And so I finally looked at it and I was like, I am so tired of this. You know, we've got to figure out what's going on. I even did a sleep study. Everything was fine. So she said, I honestly believe it's your anxiety that's riding it up. So she suggested that I go on this medicine um, that is honestly an, it's actually an antidepressant medicine, but she called it anxiety. And I told her I didn't want to do that. I told her I, I just really fought for so long. But I also wasn't myself anymore. I don't know if I mentioned that or not um, at home or anything. So I couldn't function the way I needed to. So I just, she said, just give it a try. And so I did. And that was in January. And a um, very small dosage of this medicine ended up being the key. Um, she hacked, gave me a little bit more of the blood pressure medicine along with that anxiety medicine and it took about a week or two to adjust because I don't I've never been on medicine yeah maybe closer to a month I guess I don't know Tim's holding up three fingers um but it took a while to adjust because my body just wasn't used to that but once it did it leveled out and I finally felt back to myself again um I just I didn't have that that panic attack it was my blood pressure's been great now for well, goodness, it's been three months now, at least. I haven't had any problems with anxiety or anything like that as far as fear. Um, but I do believe as well, just if anybody's listening, they're trying to figure out if that is something that they, they've dealt with. I think there's different forms of it, so many different forms of, of the anxiety because it's a lot of that adrenaline as well because I can get excited as well in church um, and I can get like 
you know, just so excited about what's going on, the song service, the preaching, and, and, and it will happen a little bit. So I think a lot of that has to do with just the agenda of lands and just a time of life that I'm in. And with women, we go through these different phases kind of things. So if Timothy doesn't start giving, stop giving me looks, I'm going to go through another phase. <laughs> in about but anyway, um, but I just say that, I just want to say that I, through this, you were saying you've heard from different people. I was shocked. I mean, I, I just was floored at the amount of people when I shared the story a little bit on Instagram stories that I was doing one day. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of, of messages that flood through from women that I, I've always known, some I didn't know, that were struggling with this and they had never told anybody. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. And so I, I found out that there was a lot of that going on. And like you were saying, it didn't just have to be, you know, it was in our Christian realm. And um, it was, I feel like it's something that we've not talked enough about as far as like, in at least the way we grew up, it just, you know, you just dealt with these things at home and you didn't really talk about it with anybody. But I felt like, um, you know, I, I didn't feel ashamed about anything. I was just confused as to why it happened, you know, but the Lord taught me a lot through that. And I was able to help out some people. And um, at the same time, um, it, it doesn't, it hasn't completely gone away. If that makes sense. There's little bouts that I can control it better. If that makes sense. Um, um, I know how to, how to handle it a little better. Like Tim said yesterday, we had a little fender bender last night on the way to church. And, um, I, you know, I, I was nervous about it, but I didn't do my normal panic. I just, I have to remind myself, you know, to calm down and stuff like that because I know what triggers it. But, um, I just feel like it's not something that should be afraid to, to get to talk to somebody about. Now, I was never, here's the difference between, you asked this too, is there a difference between depression and anxiety? I personally feel like there is. I'm no expert. But just talking with my mom, she had something similar that she went through when she was 40 as well. And hers was more of a depression because she asked me a question. She said, do you want to be alone? Are you wanting to be by yourself? And I'm like, goodness, no. If I could have a whole crowd of people around me, I would feel so much better. The last place I wanted to be was alone. And so it was more of a fear of just, you know, I didn't want to deal with this by myself. Um, I wanted to go get every medical thing done to try to find out what it was. Whereas she just wanted to be left alone and deal with it on her own. And so I think there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference to it. But I hope that answers some questions, but I'm... That's what it went through. And I mean, I know Tim could probably have a, a different outlook on it as a husband, but it was challenging for sure. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.